Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, bravo to the Crow Wing County Board of Commissioners uh, voting uh, their displeasure with the flag. I get it. They have the right to do that, and they're, they can voice their opinion. That's why we elect people, and they can do that. And I, I'm i not one of those that says, boy, there must be no problems up in Crow Wing County if their board can take a resolution to disagree with the flag. They can do both. But duly noted, we get it. You don't like the flag. There's a lot of people that don't like the new flag. But when you just say whitewashing of history that somehow like we're igno- erasing history, just stop. And just put your, put your feet in someone else's shoes for once. And it's not one person. Wow, one person gets offended and we change the flag. It's not one person. It wasn't one person that objected to the flag, which is why we're changing it. There's a history there. You might not like the new flag. I'll promise you this. In two or three years from now, nobody's even going to remember the debate. And that flag is going to become to be accepted, and you're going to be wearing it on your hats and shirts and whatever. And that's all I have to say about that. There's been a nationwide push to remove former President Trump from the ballot coming up in yep. the election this year. And Maine has now officially become the second state to yep. make that move. He will not be on the primary ballot or the regular election if uh, he wins the primary in Maine. This uh, seems like we're edging closer to having the Supreme Court step in on this issue. Adam, what's your reaction to now Maine joining Colorado? uh, Again, I did object. I didn't think the ruling in Colorado. I mean, obviously, they're legal. The the judges certainly know more about the legal system than I do. And they made that decision. Okay. And the Democratic Secretary of State in Maine makes the same decision. I get it. I don't feel that that's the route that we should go down and because I just don't feel like there he's not charged with insurrection first of all and then ruling that Donald Trump caused the insurrection even though he's not been charged nor has been convicted of that I just seems like that's a little premature regardless it's going to the Supreme Court I get it and I would be uh, flabbergasted if somehow the US Supreme Court would rule in favor of these rulings but we'll see uh Again, it happened in Minnesota. It happened in Michigan. Both uh, Michigan judges here in Minnesota and Michigan rejected that. I think that was the right decision. If we want to beat Donald Trump, beat him either in the primary with Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or beat him in the general election. Vikings play play their pre-ultimate game on New Year's Eve, Sunday night football against the Packers. Um, it doesn't look good for the injury-riddled Vikings that need to win two and get help to advance to the postseason. Some Vikings fans are already in tank it for the draft pick mode. What do you think, Adam? Uh, are you still cheering for the Vikings to succeed and make the playoffs, I, or is it a lost cause? I think it's a lost cause. If they make the playoffs, great. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs. I Again, if you lose and don't make the playoffs, you're going to get a higher draft. Just be entered. I, I, I'll say this about the Vikings, which I'll say that, you know, if they ever win a Super Bowl, yeah, that'd be great. But it's not like I'm living and dying every Sunday by what the Vikings do or don't do. 
Just be entertaining. That's all I want. You know, it's Packers-Vikings on New Year's Eve. That's always a good time. So, you know, if they win, they win great. If not, so be it. Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. And if Jaron Hall goes out there and is phenomenal, he's got his work cut out for him. No uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I can't remember this. I don't know what the status of uh, Jordan Addison is. But it's a depleted unit, and you can only, uh, again, those injuries are what they are. And, yes, other NFL teams all suffer injuries. But the decks was stacked against the Vikings all season. So any kind of success, bravo. And if it doesn't work out, so be it. Residents at a senior living facility in Minnetonka got a surprise visit this week. It was not Elvis, as you guessed earlier. It was a therapy donkey. Named Tip Tiptoe, a two-year-old donkey weighing in at about 250 pounds, apparently brought some holiday cheer to seniors at a facility again in Minnetonka. Adam, what does this make you think about your own future someday, Adam Carter, in a senior living home <laughs> and a donkey comes by to cheer you up after the holiday? I, uh, the reason I brought up Elvis because the former uh, Dakota County attorney, Jim Backstrom also is an Elvis impersonator. And oh. he, I believe he used to go to senior living homes okay. and perform as Elvis in senior living homes. So you're asking me, what would I, would I like to be? I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm asking you to put your shoes in or put your... Uh... I'll, I'll say this is we tend to, as a society... Mm-hmm take the oldest among us and put them in senior living care and hope that they're taken care of and not washing our hands of taking care of them. But it's, I've, it's not a perfect system and I don't know what is, but because I've been in, it's been a long time since I've been in a senior living facility or a nursing home. And often it's a depressing place and I feel sad for sometimes from the people there. And if, if that brings them joy no matter what, I will say this. I love donkeys. <laughs> My wife loves donkeys. Okay. And maybe in another life we'll, be a, we'll have a donkey rescue. And if that's the case, I'll bring them to senior living I also facilities. think senior living facilities can be a misunderstood place where yeah. you and I walk in there and it, um, there may seem to be a mood or there seems to be things going on, but if – you're somebody who actually lives there or yep. works there. Maybe you would disagree with that. I say, bet. I say, totally oh, agree. Here's the facilities yes. we have. Here's what we bring to our clients, and yep. it's actually a good environment. Right. So. And Oh, yeah, I'm not blanket saying that all yeah. of them are like that. But And bravo to the people who work there and care for the oldest among us. I think I'd rather be the person bringing the donkey there than, like, the bingo caller this week. Like, that <laughs> seems like kind of a fun thing to do, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, New Year's Eve coming up Sunday. Uh, a lot of folks maybe staying at home, throwing a house party, want to have a signature cocktail. Mm-hmm. What would you serve as a signature New Year's Eve cocktail? I've kind of come around on champagne. I'd st- oh. I don't drink a lot of it, but it's you know a good glass of crisp champagne is okay. Um, not, not a cocktail, but fair enough. What's a cocktail? Champagne, just champagne in a glass is not a cocktail. Well, um, it's a glass of wine. It's a type of wine. I know, but it's that's a traditional New Year's Eve drink. Okay. Okay, okay. but okay, that aside, if I'm having a cocktail, uh you have, I I love the Manhattan. I, you know, I know everybody loves the old fashioned. I'm more of a Manhattan guy. 
Okay. I love a good martini. Any of those will do. Um, but back to the bubbly, you know, I talked to Jason about the Jason to Russia about this. He said, you know, when you're, when you go to someone's house, a lot of us bring a bottle of wine. He says, yep. don't do that. Bring bubbles. Bubbles is the way to go. Oh, bring your friend bubbles. She's bubbly and she'll, uh, enjoy- no, <laughs> why, why are bubbles better than, I think it's just wine? because it's uh, bu- champagne or Prosecco or whatever you're bringing. It's got more of a celebratory thing to it. And. A little sweetness to it. I think most everybody kind of enjoys it. Whether it's you bring a bottle of wine, especially if it's somebody who really is into wine, mm-hmm. you're it's you, chance you could bring a bottle that doesn't offend them, but it's like, oh, you know, we've got better wine than that. So I think you could, uh, bring bring the Can't bubbles. Go wrong. No, if I brought a bottle of uh, champagne over to your house mm-hmm. for a New Year's gathering, would you like put that on ice and open it that night? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Wouldn't you want it to be open, shared? Yeah, I think so. I think sometimes, like I've hosted parties and people bring things, and it's like, oh well, we already had plenty of drinks. There's like, oh yeah, you know, a lot well, here. And is anyone going to drink that? And I don't know, but yeah, I think you should. I think if you bring something like sure, that, sure, uh, yes, break celebrate. it open right Absolutely. away. Let's go. Was that it? That seemed like, boy, that was the last quick take of the year. Last quick take How of the year. I'm that? emotional. No, you're not. Um. Somebody said, I enjoyed the previous Quick Take music more. We haven't changed the Quick Take music. I haven't changed Quick Take music in a long time. And someone says, I love the Quick Take music. Never paid attention before. Good stuff. Enjoyed the previous Quick Take music more. <laughs> we haven't changed it. Are there two different beds? Is that what we do? There's actually four different, four different, four beds. different beds. Oh, okay. One so for this, each Quick Take. Maybe someday we should rank the Quick Take music. Oh, play each one and rank them? Somebody says, get an interview with the fired Wisconsin chancellor. I'd love to get an interview with the Wisconsin chancellor. Maybe next week. Because he's talked to the Washington Post, and he's brought up the First Amendment. So let's dive into that next on CCO. Uh, Hosted for Chad yesterday, noon to 3, and we had a little fun at the expense of the now former chancellor of the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, Joseph Gao, who was uh, immediately fired by the University of Wisconsin school system, University of Wisconsin system, because it turns out Joseph Gao and his wife were making pornographic videos and sharing them to uh, public online porn sites. And he also had a apparently a vegan cooking show that while clothed, they would had like porn stars come on and they would talk about cooking. Unusual behavior, unusual behavior, yes. Behavior unbecoming of a chancellor of uh, the University of Wisconsin system, you could make that argument. I think plenty of people probably would say yes. But at, uh, he was elevated to that position in 2007 from being just a regular faculty member at the University of Wisconsin. Now, my argument yesterday, and I think is still today, is that do we really care if a college professor, college, not a high school teacher or an elementary school teacher, that's a whole different thing, but a college professor is doing this, whether it has an OnlyFans account or does porn online with a consensual, in this case, his wife, isn't that his First Amendment rights to do so? And that's what he's arguing now. He's now talked, Joseph Gao, has talked to the Washington Post uh, about well, what has occurred to him. And he, here's his quote. They're overlooking some very 
clear free speech protections, he said uh, in a phone interview with the Washington Post. People who care about free speech should be very concerned about this situation. It could happen in other areas as well. Maybe they're not interested in adult sexuality, but it could be something political or something social, and we have to have the ability to disagree. I agree with all of that, but I think this is a misguided argument on free speech. because, And it's the misguide, misguided argument that we always hear about free speech. Free speech protects you to do that. Free speech protects him to do those videos with his wife. Nobody's stopping him from doing that. They're stopping him from his current job because of how that reflects on his job. Again, the crystal clear argument that people miss on free speech is that, yes, you are protected to say what you want, but you're not protected from the consequences of saying what you want. So I'm not sure that free speech is the argument here that would save Joseph Gao his job. But I'll still say this, that as a college professor, should he try to return to just being a college professor at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, if he indeed is a he's a communications professor, I was a communications major. I don't believe any of the professors I had in college had uh, porn sites on the side. Of course, this was uh, before the advancement of the internet. But if it's a good professor, let's say I'm in college and I find out that uh, one of my professors has this side gig, does it really matter if he's a good professor? And the argument yesterday that I had with Dave Harrigan, DJ, was that Dave was saying, well, I'm giving too much credit of college students that they could separate that, and it wouldn't be a distraction for them having this class with this guy. And you, what, what do you say to that? I, th- I do give college. W- I mean, are, are they, are they going to be aware of that? Sure. Mm-hmm. But will it restrict their ability to learn from this professor if indeed he is a good professor of communications? Yeah. I mean, I think you can't have a conversation until you are 100% like rock solid sure that there is a bold line between the work this professor is doing on campus with students and then the work he's doing online uh-huh. as somebody who's creating or distributing pornography. Yep. That, there needs to be a 100% distinction. If there's any crossing of that lines, I think that causes a big problem. Now, assuming the line is not being crossed, then I think that's a good question. I don't know that students are necessarily mature enough to – do that, but I think then it becomes a question for the leadership at a university. Yeah. And as a and university, they get to make that decision. You get to make that decision. And if you want to have in your handbook, in your guideline for professors, yep. one of the things is not being in that industry. I think that's a very fair thing for a educational institution to say that people that work at this institution um, should not be involved mm-hmm. in that industry. That's fair. Sure. I also think it's fair to lean the other way. It's fair say, saying, you know what? You yep, do you. Yeah, it's okay if you do that. And I heard you giving out examples yesterday of like when that would actually be a plus uh, for an instructor to have skills like that or knowledge like that. And I'm sure if maybe you're <laughs> in a hospitality class <laughs> or a, a video production video or production. something. Right? I don't know. <laughs> well, here's and what again, I do on my set. Well, as long as that line, if that professor is sharing details um, in my other work, this is the type of lighting yes. I use. Now, 
right? Then you yeah. stop and you don't continue to describe the scene that you were shooting. You or just... you tell the class, look, here's I, here's I, which again, this is kind of similar to the situation was at Hamlin last year when mm-hmm. we had the art professor yes. who displayed yep. the, the, the painting of Muhammad. Yep. And that if you give a warning saying, okay, students just want to let you know, I work in the adult entertainment mm-hmm. industry. It's a side gig of mine. And I'm going to describe some things, and if you don't, if that offends you, or if yeah. you don't, you know, I'll give you permission to, you know, leave and not have, and I won't, you know, hold it against you. I gotta say though, if I'm the one leading this hypothetical university, uh, I think I'd rather not have you yeah. on my staff because it's not that it's illegal or for sure wrong. You just go, boy, there's too many things that can go wrong. That's it, and. I mean, that's the safe play. And usually when we talk about schools and universities, they always make, to a fault, they make the safe play. Um, but I, I think I agree with you on that. Uh, certainly as a chancellor. Again, you're, if you're the chancellor, you're leading the institution, and that uh, reflects differently than if you're just uh, a professor at the school. Adam, the professor can do that, but he's extremely ignorant if he thought it wouldn't affect his job in a negative way. I agree with that. Um, wasn't the president of the U of M kind of pushed out due to conflicts arising from boards she was on? Seems like there is some uh, discretion. Um, no, she isn't. She wasn't pushed out. There's been – she was – she left the board, but she's still president of the University of Minnesota. I love the show. Would just like to know who was looking up food porn from the University of Reportham. That's part of it, too. It's not like somebody found that and just stumbled on it and didn't say, hey – so I, I'd like to uh, know in the report who maybe found that. I mean, sure, you'd like to know, but again, that that also doesn't matter. If you're a consumer of those products, that's that right. Doesn't that's legal too. That's what I'm saying. Can't be a professor, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, he'll be making more on his OnlyFans page than his school job after all this publicity. I don't know about that. Uh, chancellor and professor are a bit different. Yep, absolutely. Everyone should get off them. They've already taken a pounding on this issue. Okay. <laughs> I think somebody suckered me into reading that. I'm sorry. Why do I? Why must I do that? Okay. Uh, Tim Lambers will get us out of this. I don't think Tim's going to review that particular video, but he's got a couple of others. And I want to talk to Tim about somebody close to him that he lost this week uh, and I'll give him a chance to express some condolences there. 1031, our buddy Tim Lammers coming up next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Okay, here we go. Uh, Mr. Lammers joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Let's hear that voice, Tim. I hear you got a little bit of cold that's affecting it. I got the Barry hey, White voice oh, all right. today. <laughs> Whoa. I might just step away and just let you do the rest of the show. Is this the real Tim Lammers talking? <laughs> no, Barry stepping in for Tim. No, it's not oh. really that bad, but it's easier to achieve that Barry White voice. It is. I can do it now. I'm not going to start singing or anything like that. I'll spare you from that. Oh. 
Well, we got plenty of time, Tim. I mean, it's a holiday okay. show. Uh, I was going to say, you'll never find, but that's actually Lou Rawls. That's right. Maybe you could say I'm like Lou Rawls' voice today, too. That's in the same neighborhood. I love it. Uh, I actually can't wait to talk today because I actually did homework without even knowing I did homework today with one of your uh, choices. Uh, Oh, yeah. We'll start with the one I haven't seen yet. Uh, This is the theatrical release, but I definitely want to see it. The Iron Claw, starring Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen Way. Let's hear a little of that. Terry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Now, we all know Terry's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin Von Eric? More ribs. (laughs) I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? This is the story of the Von Erich brothers. If you're a fan of professional wrestling, you're probably familiar with the Von Erichs. Uh, looks very good. Boy, talk about getting into character. Zach yeah. Efron is just almost unrecognizable how big he got for this movie. And Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. Of course, from The Bear. Yeah, I mean, these guys did their work, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're both like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's a true story, a story that I admit I wasn't that familiar with because, yes, I did like professional wrestling, the AWA, mm-hmm. when I was growing up. I mean, but yeah, I mean, this is, you know, regionally, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling going on around the country, and these guys are from Texas. Actually, some brothers, led by their father, Fritz von Erich, who developed this move called the Iron Claw. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we've got to remember Baron Von Raschke right. did the Claw. So two different things. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amazing story in that the, the, the family, the, one of the brothers, Kevin, played by Zac Efron, said, you know, this is a cursed family. Yeah. And there are so many brothers in this family, all professional wrestlers, who it, it's so much tragedy befalls this family it's unbelievable so if you're not aware of this uh von eric uh wrestling legacy it's a real eye-opener of a movie uh, and uh, it look i mean obviously a lot of uh, stunts involved a lot of uh physicality and how does right. that how does that play in the movie pretty authentic Oh, absolutely authentic. I mean, and, and what I love about movies like this, you know, it's a, it takes place in the early 1980s, so it's hard to think of it this way, especially if I graduated in the 80s, that it feels period, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, times have changed. The look of things has changed. So, yes, you, you do get the tone of the 80s, but you definitely get the sense of the showmanship that went into professional wrestling back in that day. Now, I think, obviously, things have been escalated quite a bit when you're talking about the WWE and stuff. You know, that's the big show. But this is the, you know, down and dirty, gritty stuff that you really do feel it. Uh, so, yeah, it, again, it's, a, it's one of those movies that you hesitate to say it's great because there's so much tragedy involved. Yeah. But there's no question that when you get a guy like Zac Efron who could have, he coasted through his career just doing stupid romantic yes. comedies yep. instead taking on gritty roles like this it's like man this is this is really good stuff and, and on top of that you got Jeremy Allen White you got Holt uh, I always have a problem pronouncing his name McCallany uh, in a great show called Mind Hunter you have Maura Tierney you have Lily James just uh, Harris Dickinson there's just a great cast to help tell this story which again when you have that great cast it makes it all the more believable yeah 
Definitely, I want to check that out. Uh, it looks good. Uh, next one, this is the one I saw two nights ago. Uh, Maestro, it's now streaming on Netflix. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Carey Mulligan. Let's hear a little of that. That music, it keeps me glued to life. You know how much you need me to. I might. And summer doesn't sing it. And nothing sings in you. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. Uh... We talk often about uh, expectations when you go into a movie, and the expectations mm-hmm. were high about this one because I've read of a lot of good reviews on this. But I tell you something, I was blown away by this movie. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Well, and now tell me the one thing since you've seen this. Yep. What was the one thing that <laughs> made you realize that it was Bradley Cooper in there? Oh. What it was the eyes for me. The eyes for sure. Yeah. Uh, but the, other than that, yep. talk about a guy who completely was, who, who disappeared into yes. this character. It is really amazing. You know, obviously some controversy over his makeup and all that. Yeah. It's like, come on, I man. Know. You know, right. It's who he was. It was done in cooperation with the Bernstein family. You know, and the interesting thing is, this is not like a standard biopic. This is about his uh, relationship with... Felicia Montalegre uh, played, who is terrific, Terry Mulligan. My God, oh my what God. an incredible oh, performance absolutely. there. And, and about their complicated uh, um, romance, their life together. They were married, but you know he was having affairs yep. with other men. And so it really was a, a deep dive into his personal life away from Felicia. So, you know, it, it, was, it was an interesting biopic, and, and not biopic, but an interesting story of his life from that vantage point you know which is something you don't get that often uh where you kind of center yes it took place over a good number of years but it really did focus on one thing you know yes the music too but it was more about his relationship with felicia Mm -hmm. it's a love story and it's a love story yeah and the ups and downs yeah of a love story back to the uh the makeup, uh, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I'd forgotten about that watching it. I, there, you know, people have done this for many years where they get old, you know, they have to wear makeup to appear older, and it's never believable. It's like, ah, that's bad makeup. Mm-hmm. This it was incredible makeup. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's absolutely, but, but not only when he's young, but like when he becomes the older Leonard Bernstein, that doesn't look like, oh, that's a young guy playing an old guy. He actually looks his age. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm afraid as we get older, Adam, I mean, we notice those changes <laughs> yeah. with our faces. I don't know what you're talking about. Like that. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, exactly. And to do it in such of a subtle way, which is the way they do it here, right? It's not like all of a sudden, oh, it's young Bradley Cooper with the old man makeup mm-hmm. on. I mean, he does look naturally. I mean, you know, how, how his age progressed throughout the film is pretty amazing. I guess what I would like to see... You know, they mention it, obviously, but he com- uh, collaborated with Stephen Sondheim on West Side Story. I would, have lo- I would love to see some stuff on, on that collaboration right. and, and some of Bernstein's you know, more famous collaborations, because obviously he did a lot of classical stuff on his own. He did a lot of stuff for Broadway. Uh, maybe I can catch that sort of thing in a documentary, but yeah, it is definitely a fascinating movie. And the, the thing too, the first half, you know, when it's, it's in black, first half's in black and white, then it go, yeah. goes into color. Some of those scenes, like when Carrie Mulligan is going to that party where she first meets him and that old yeah. bus is there, 
with the music. To me, that was like, that is a 60s movie or a 50s or 60s movie. It just seemed like an old classic Hollywood picture. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, that shows you the talents of Bradley Cooper yes. as a movie maker. I mean, personally, I, I still think I like A Star is Born more okay. than this, and I really yep. maybe even shouldn't be comparing the two. But what it does show is that how extremely talented the guy is yes. as an actor, as a filmmaker. He co-wrote the screenplay. And he's a musician. I mean, we realize that with The Star is Born, but obviously, and, and, and just the, the amount of prep he did into conducting an orchestra for this sort of thing, too. So, yeah, it really is an incredible achievement. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how much of a, com- a part of the conversation he is with award season. But yep. I vote on the Critics' Choice Awards, and, and we definitely uh, nominated Maestro yep. for a lot of different awards, that's for sure. Also, it probably would take, the, uh, take all the awards for most smoking in a movie. <laughs> Constantly. Isn't that just amazing? Oh, my God. Everybody's. I mean, I know everybody smoked back then, but it's like, oh, my God. It's like everybody's smoking constantly in that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always funny when you see these older movies where they're smoking on planes or they're smoking in teachers' lounges. And it's like, whoa, times have definitely changed yes. here. But you're right. You, you, you try to find a scene without a cigarette in it in that movie. You're going to have to be looking hard. Uh, definitely, though, if you've got some free time this weekend uh, and on Netflix, uh, check out Maestro. I want, you, you, a couple other items for you, Tim. We're talking to Tim Lammers. He's on the John Schuster Cobalt Backer Hotline. I still haven't seen The Holdovers. i got to see that, and that'll start streaming on Peacock soon. Today, yeah, I, I checked Peacock uh, this morning, and yes, it is available. If you have that service to stream for free, um, you know, obviously you got there's different tiers you can buy, and you can buy, I think it's like the five ninety nine tier. But it is one of my favorite movies of the year, and we're still in the holiday season. Yep. You know, we're not quite, you know, at New Year's yet. So the timing, again, is perfect because this is set around Christmas time, between Christmas and New Year's. So if you get an opportunity to see that movie this weekend, Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Randolph, you know, they're getting nominations all over the place for their work. And this newcomer, Dominic Sessa, you're, you're going to be, your jaw will hit the floor when you find out that this is his first screen hmm. role. It's an incredible movie. Uh, somebody texted it in, and forgive me if you've reviewed this with us, but Jordana and I were talking about this because Jordana just saw it. What did you think of Leave the World Behind? Did you see that? No, that is that was another one okay. on Netflix, correct? Yes, That's it's on Julia Netflix. Roberts one. Y- Julia yes. Roberts and Ethan Hawke. And uh, Musha, I forget his name, Ali. I, I Mahershala yes, Ali. Yes, yes. Check that out. So, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I can make up an excuse. I'm trying not to, but no. so many movies, Adam, oh, no. so yeah. little time. I hear you. I hear you. I got to get to it, though, because, yeah, I've heard it's been recommended to me by a lot of different people. So Amazon Prime uh, adding commercials to its Prime streaming content. Again, uh, these, uh, f- I guess figuring out ways to get people to pay more money. And if yeah. you want commercial free, you can pay a little more now. I, this is the way of the streaming yeah. world, isn't it now? Yes. I mean, it used to be cable that was free of commercials and then they had commercials. And next thing you know, you got streaming, which brought us back to those days where there were no commercials and before too long. I mean, I think Hulu always had commercials, but you also, you know, Disney plus added it. Um, you know, Peacock TV, they, that was one of their initial offerings was with commercials. You know, this one isn't so hard for me to take, though, just because I still think for what you're getting 
for your yearly fee. Yeah. You know, the free two-day shipping, and yes. I'm not, you know, stumping for Amazon Prime here. I've always felt that it was one of the better values. Mm-hmm. So to pay an extra three bucks, eh, 36 bucks a year, yeah. I mean, they're pushing it. If they raise it more, then I might object to it. But I think, you know, before too long, people are just going to say enough. Yeah. I wanted, before we end, I want to give you a chance. Obviously, you do work with uh, the Tom Bernard uh, podcast and been yeah. doing stuff with Tom for years. Uh, Pat Ebert passed away suddenly on yeah. Christmas Day, and I saw your uh, uh, note on Facebook about him. Just uh, give yeah. us a few uh, thoughts about Pat. Sad uh, story there. Devastating. Devastating. I mean, such of a, a light in, in so many people's lives, including my own. Uh, you know, Pat was obviously, he was on KDWB for a number of years. Yeah, with Dave Ryan. The, yep. With Dave Ryan, yeah. And then he switched to account executive stuff with uh, KQRS and now with Tom on, on, on his show. And, you know, so, I mean, I was in constant contact with Pat. And the other thing about him is he loved movies, and we spent hours upon hours on the phone talking about movies. He loved to talk. And, you know, again, such of a positive person in my life. My life, I, I, leave, I lead a better life because of Pat. He has just had that big of a positive impact. So believe me, there's a huge void that is empty now because he is no longer with us. And a lot of people are feeling it. And I shared my feelings, but believe me, he touched so many people's lives. So God bless him. God bless his family. Again, gone way too soon at age 62, I believe. Yeah, my condolences to you and uh, Pat uh, to all his family as well. Uh, yeah. that, that's the last for us for 2023. I want to say, Tim, I so much enjoy our conversations every Friday. I so appreciate it. Uh, we have a lot of fun together, and I hope we'll continue that in 2024. Sir. Well, thank you. Thank you, Adam. I mean, the same here. I, I, I love coming to visit you in Jordana every week, as well as Dave Josephin. And I have to give a shout-out to my sponsor, Mike Bryant, who yep. has been terrific all these years, as well as Grant at the station, who helps coordinate things. I mean, it takes uh, a great team to get all this together. And, again, it's one of my biggest highlights of the week. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to you. Have a safe and happy New Year's to you and all the listeners, everybody out there. Take it easy out there. Tim Lammer, streaming and movie reviews brought to us by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. And hear more from Tim at directconversations.com. 10.54, uh, that is your Lindis Construction time check time to request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is energy efficient. As it could be. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry right around the corner, probably about uh, 10, 15 minutes away. If you've got a question for the mayor that you'd like answered, serious questions, please. Uh, Not offensive or not uh, respectful questions will be accepted. 651-461-9226. My thanks to uh, Tim Lammers for joining us. And uh, before the show's over, I also want to just give a shout-out to all our regular guests. You know, this is the kind of time of year you... Thank all the guests that you have uh, with regularity. I'll do that now. You know, Tori Van Ute, who joins us on Tuesdays, Tuesdays with Tori. like to talk to Tori every week. We appreciate her and her contributions from Axios. Brian Murphy from Bring Me the News and um, uh, also Purple Insider, who joins us to uh, fill us in on different sports topics, whether they be Vikings or other uh, sports that happen in the Twin Cities. We appreciate his contributions. Some uh, Tim Lammers, obviously, who joins us Fridays, 
Uh, we love talking to Tim and then some of our less frequent guests, but, you know, the sheriff, Sheriff Tawana Witt, who joins us from time to time, Minneapolis Police Chief uh, Brian, or, yeah, Brian O'Hara, who joins us. Uh, hopefully we'll continue to have those folks on with us with some regularity, regularity in 2024. And, you know, while we have the break here, text us what you like about the show or what, what things you uh, maybe don't like. I always like to kind of get that instant feedback from people. 651-461-9226. We always take assessment of our lives at New Year's. So let's take assessment of the show. Get some feedback from the listeners. We appreciate you listening, uh, and we uh, we welcome your input. Doesn't mean we're for sure going to change based on what you want to see changed, but um, we always like to get a little feedback. 651 461 Nine two two six. You okay with that, Dave? To get some feedback from the uh, from the listeners, or no? Yeah, you said I don't have to listen to it, correct? Yeah, I mean, no, we're not <laughs> we're not going to be bound. These aren't oh, mandates. Okay, okay. okay. Well, you just like to. It's always nice to kind of check in with the listeners. Yes, I'd love to have some feedback to see what they Absolutely. what they like or don't like. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that because uh, a lot of times, you know, you may not like something, but a lot of other people do. Because that's always the case, you know. Any kind of time we do a bit or do an interview or do something, uh, you get a lot of texts from people, but you always get one who objects to it, and that's fine. And to each his own. Uh, it's not for everybody. We get it. Uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry kind of making the rounds, talking about uh, what he's accomplished uh, in 2023. I'll tell you this: he calls it a defining year in Minneapolis. So how how so? We'll ask the mayor that. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry joining the show after CBS News, after a local report, so don't go away. And we'll do our uh, Friday Rewind next hour, too, which is special. It's representative of our listeners. Lots more to come on the Adam and Jordana show, the final one of 2023. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.